Welcome to Mox TV Talk, the podcast where we take a loving, longing look at TV and tell you this week, we all lost our collective innocence watching Australia's culinary sweetheart, Julie Goodwin, dry wretch while searching through a pile of offal and animal dung for our entertainment. Were we not entertained, Australia? Who even are we? I am your host, Steve Mulk, and joining me this week is Australian TV royalty, Celia Pacola, and Australian TV's own, Chris Waynehouse. Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. You just I don't that. think I'm royal. No, I, I, the only thing that's going through my head right now is I'm, I'm so clammy. We're in Brisbane, and I'm, <laughs> oh, like, I'm like 90% clam. That sounds terrible, yes. but I just feel... I'm, very, I'm still also stunned that I don't think I'm royal, royalty. was a very lovely introduction. Oh, look, think of it but as something that I'm going to introduce everybody as. Good, I will. So I don't will. feel special. Royal. Yeah, yeah I, I was TV's. Australian TV's own. That means they own, they own <laughs> they you. They own me. Yeah. It's awesome. That's well, awesome. if we look back into the, the deep, dark recesses of Australia right. uh, and we think about who has been on TV, mm-hmm. you guys have both been on TV, thus you are more important than anybody else that is the common man. <laughs> Definitely more important than the average person, Isn't sure. It weird, though. So. Like, I remember as a kid not thinking that people on the TV like lived inside the TV, but almost. Right. Like, they weren't mm-hmm. someone you would ever... They never went to the shops. Like, they weren't real people, like, when they weren't on TV. Yes. They'd lived in a castle or they didn't exist. Like, yeah. they lived in clouds. So, so that bit weird. of Neighbours where we saw the exterior of the house in Ramsey Street yeah. and cut to the interior... Imagine and Harold are living there. Yeah. And then when the cameras are off them, they just go about their lives in the house. Yes, they go about their lives. Was that moment in time we've captured? Yes. No, but it was like it was less than that. It wasn't even a, it just wasn't a place that was on the planet with us. Oh, wow. TV stuff was in a different world. Oh, like on right. the moon. Okay. Yeah. So they were all living together in a certain place, wasn't it? Yeah, like all a... actor people, famous, but like t- once you're a TV person, you become a TV, a TV person. Name, guess, and someone it? turns up and goes, hello, you will never wake up without makeup on ever again. Right. You're going to look this way, you always have. Shiny hair and this and blah blah blah, and it is not like that at all. So it's a, it's a Truman Show style place, but everyone's in on the, the joke. They all know that they're yeah, all well, on television. Yeah, because they're TV people. They live, but they live in this community <laughs> where imagine Harold are walking down the street, Fat Cat is yep. just yep. going yep. to buy the paper. Yep. Yep. yep, you know you've got um, the guys from Dragnet just driving down the street. That's right, just doing things. See what a wonderful magical place. It's like it's a, a planet called TV and the aliens there are called TV people. Did you guys ever watch... Is that even with the people in the television ads, though? Like the, <laughs> the Colgate or is it just... Yeah, the, n- they're on a smaller, less interesting planet. Right, yeah. <laughs> with, with the, the weathermen. They're with, with the, the weathermen. weathermen. Yeah, they're yeah. the sellout one. But they, it's yeah. really nice, but <laughs> yeah. it doesn't get as much respect. It's you know? very right. who-framed Roger Rabbit, right? Remember in that, that film oh, the that Through the Wall, oh, yeah. it's Toontown. Mm, and that's where all the cartoon characters live. All of them living life and they just came to Hollywood to film their thing. Yeah, yeah, that's and then right. we're back again. So this is what I was expecting. The first time I was ever on TV, I was like, well, can't so wait walk- for the train ticket. Say goodbye to my parents. Just to walk through that wall. Walk through the Got wall. Got your bag. And no, didn't, that didn't happen at all. You just go home again. Where it rained M&Ms. And- yes. <laughs> yeah, it's... I like it. Because it's dangerous as well, because they're quite hard. They'd probably... Mm. They could kill you. Like, it's catch them and have right. a delicious chocolate treat. There has to be yeah, some yeah. downside to living in TV land, though, right? <laughs> well... I don't know. I've never been there. Because I think you'd make your own rules, though, wouldn't yeah. you? That's the beauty of it. It's anything is possible. I guess people are flying. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. People do that now, right? People who are on TV make their own rules as it is. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Especially if they're on TV because of sport. Yeah. Yes. Those guys. Actually, this is a terrible idea. It's going to end up very Lord of the Flies. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but anyway, it's very nice to be here. Thank you. Mox TV Talk. But first, the news. 
The lobby group representing the commercial free-to-air networks, including 7, 9 and 10, has continued to cry poor, asking for the removal of licence fees and objecting to SBS's request to double its primetime advertising limits. In its most recent press release, Free TV Australia claimed, these proposed changes will allow SBS to compete directly with commercial broadcasters for primetime revenues. The work experience person who answered the phone at the 10 network added, what the fuck? If we slip any further, we'll have to resort to filling our primetime schedule with fifth-rate celebrities like a washed-up cricketer, a travel blogger nobody has even heard of, and a dado. <laughs> that no, was great. You're doing news. You don't, you don't news. news. After years of providing their service to Australians through, and just in case ACMA are listening, manners akin to witchcraft... Australian SVOD giant Netflix have confirmed they will be launching in Australia in March. Many have criticised delaying the launch until after the release of the third season of its Emmy-winning drama House of Cards, but none of those critics were available to comment as House of Cards Season 3 had been released on US Netflix and they were all busy. It was a case of history come to life as Nine Network CEO David Gingell admitted defeat this week, acknowledging their big budget drama Gallipoli had, like the century-old war effort it dramatised, failed miserably. Citing poor viewership, the eight-episode epic made for Nine by Endemol will be burned off with double episodes on Monday nights, ending the season two weeks ahead of schedule and nearly two months before Anzac Day. Given Endemol's history in making reality TV series like Big Brother, viewers likely tuned out after episode three when Sonia Kruger asked them to vote to save either the Australians or the Turks. And finally, Leonard Nimoy, actor, director, poet, photographer and artist, passes at age 83, best known for his role as Mr Spock in the Star Trek TV and movie franchises. Live long and prosper indeed. Now, friends... Free TV Australia, commercial television. Mm-hmm. Are they making enough money? Oh, I. If they're not, it's their own fault for putting so much shit on. I think it's um yes, that's their own fault. It's uh, it's like a bad, bad comedy venue. If they put on bad acts, people stop coming, and mm. you've got no one really to blame but yourself. They should put. Uh, I think there's been a, a wash with reality TV, which stops me mm. watching. And cooking shows and that sort of stuff. So if they're not making money, I don't think they have enough variety. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how they make money, uh, you know, with all the online stuff now. Yes. I don't really know how they make money the anyway. The things, you mean, or the other? No, the other thing, like just the catch up stuff or whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Is it the advertising that they make their money from? I don't know. It makes no sense. I, I don't know. I'm a very most of the work that I've done has been with the ABC, <laughs> so I don't really understand. The commercial networks world. I don't know. Yeah, I I'd love them to make it's like the so much. I don't know. It's something that looks like it should be cheap, ends up costing them yes. more. Do you know yes. what I mean? Sometimes like it seems like they spend all this money buying this thing express from the US when you, that money you could have just made something simple and yeah, pretty good. But they're expensive, aren't they? Shows they are really mm. expensive. If you look at a budget, like even I don't know, Good News Week, which you would think it was would be pretty cheap. It would be quite. It'd be quite very expensive. Yes. Mm. Well, it's, so, so I don't know. I don't know how much money I have ever. <laughs> <laughs> My mother is an accountant, thank goodness. Um, so I haven't a clue how it works for them. But yeah, I imagine it's pretty expensive. I mean, they have a uh, lights and stuff, and yeah. electric. My electricity bill is quite expensive, and <laughs> and I've only got like one light yeah. on at any time, and they've got 
Heaps. Up, up to three. Up to three. <laughs> up to three at once. Up to three so, lights. Uh, They've got, you know, desks. And yeah, the, the desks I'd, are more, always more expensive than you think they're going to be. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it's... Well, I feel like you have the answer and you're watching us flounder about. Going, yeah. It's important to hear what... I'm barely grasping the question. <laughs> like, okay, try and, try and sound intelligent. It, it's good to know what you think because you guys are part of that high echelon of humans. Yeah, so we would like to continue working as that's, well. Yeah, so that's reasonable like, too. Yeah, to I'll make know, sure that you guys are... That. Guarding no. that, that's cool. No, well, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. How well, they're, they're, they make, they're making a lot of money. Are they? They're, there's, well, all, I imagine all... Channel 9 makes a lot of money. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't. This is an interesting scenario. Seven uh, just announced their, I think, half yearly result. Mm-hmm. Uh, in it, they announced that they were being so profitable, they've just announced a share buyback. Well, so they're buying a whole bunch of shares from the public back because they got some money and their CEO is on squadillions of dollars. Like, he's on a lot of money. Yeah, right. Um, Gingell, a lot of money. He's the guy that runs Nine. Okay. Yeah. Um, the guy that runs Channel 10, Hamish McLean, I think he's paying them. Uh, yeah. But that's just a state of how tea yep. is at the moment, right? Their share price is in the toilet. Oh, come it, poor you're right, I Chris. do have soft, soft spot for Ten. Uh, come a, on, as guys. do I. I. I hang shit on them probably not as much as everyone else. Um, however, they make some fairly glaringly, obviously bad decisions. And they're making them publicly, as opposed to seven and nine, who might go, "Oh, should should we get someone to do?" No, no. I think remember the last time we did that. Oh, yeah, that was shit. Yeah, that doesn't happen at ten. They just right. go, "Let's get someone to do this," yeah. and all of a sudden we have, you know, things yeah. happening. See, it feels like your seven and nine will go the safe option, and what I don't like about them is that they'll that this whole pulling shows if mm-hmm. it doesn't work I feel like they promo the shit out of something and then if it doesn't yep. kill it straight away they pull it it doesn't have a chance to go anywhere like at least with the ABC even if everyone hates it they will play it out yep. they will yeah. respect and go nah yep. we told you yep. you can do a show and here it is and with very few exceptions <coughs> Spicks and Specs oh, um, well, yeah, they right. will not only play it out but play it out in its time slot yes so this is where we've put it we think this is the best it. thing for it we're backing it we believe in it. I like done. it. It's ballsy. It's like, yep. nah, we, we wanted it to not go well. This is what we <laughs> expected. Yeah. This is the plan Mission the whole time. accomplished. This is Sometimes we've got to yeah. lower your expectations. And, but anyway, I think the ABC is the best thing ever. But like, you know, yeah, so that's what I, I, I have a soft spot for 10 because they seem to be the midway between then. I feel like mm. stuff like the project, cop teams are shit straight mm. away, but they're like, no, we're going to just give it a chance. And that seems to be one of the things that's... Still That's doing all right for him. Yes, it used to be the seven p.m. PM project. Went to six p.m. Became uh, it was also 30. one at four p.m. Oh. Just to they really they really hammered it when it wasn't working, didn't they? they yeah, like, well, yeah. That's all we're going to fucking put on until people get used to it. Yeah, and then uh, and then it, I guess what it's quite it's probably one of their most, more successful shows. I would assume now. Very much so. It's it's consistently in the top twenty programs from yeah. overnight ratings point of view. Right. Like the show itself aside, what the point is is that they gave it a yes. shot. Oh, look, yes. full credit to Ten for sticking with it and for roving for saying, no, 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 guys, we believe in this. We know yeah. it can yeah. work. Because obviously there's some element in that. Yes. Them working with Ten saying, we're doing this thing for you because you asked us to do yeah. it and we've got belief in it. It's undergone some changes now, of course, with yeah. Charlie moving on and with Dave moving on. Um, mm. Carrie is just about to go away and, and be baby mum again. Right. So Georgie Coughlin, who fills in, she's coming in. Right. So it, it's not impossible yeah. Yeah. You know, to make it work. It's it, it absolutely got held a really shit uh, dealt a shit hand yep. when it was the seven six six thirty. Let's just call it the project. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. That, putting as soon as you put the time in something, 
Yeah. You're, you're limited, aren't you? You're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. At least I put PM, PM on there. Yes. <laughs> Not like the six o'clock <laughs> project. So in the morning, but we've got to sort this out, guys. Well, for a little while, it was uh, the lead-in to Ten's breakfast program. So last night's project oh, right. led into oh, right. like at 5.30 or 5 o'clock yeah, in the morning yeah, right. to, uh, if in case you missed it, early Because I remember rises. it was on at 4pm as well mm. at, the, at the early days mm. when it was just tanking. And yeah. it was tanking. But then I guess shows like that take a season or two for, for everyone to go, but, oh, okay, now I know what we're doing. That was yeah, that's what I think is I think if that was on 9, they would have pulled it. Yes, after a few episodes. And you're right. It is such a difficult thing in the market today yep. to get a network to commit, particularly a commercial network. Yes. Because everyone's got money in the game. Everyone's yep. laying stuff on the table and saying, yeah. we want to do this. But for a commercial network who are going, oh, the almighty ad dollar things. Yep. Oh, hang on. It went down to yes. people. We have to cut it. Yeah. That's not right. No. You know, you can't you can't expect an audience or a show to build or to grow, particularly scripted drama, I might add, which they're most brutal with. You know, this is a show that someone has sat down and written and planned across eight, ten, thirteen episodes, twenty episodes. Yep. This is what it's gonna be like and here's we build and grow and ebb and we learn about things. Third episode, it's shit house, cut it. Yeah. Ouch. We're popping on at a different time. Yeah. Oh the all new time of one AM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See with shows like that I don't get into them. Because my times are different yeah. at home, I don't. Mm. I'm never home on a Wednesday, or if I am, I'm maybe not the next one. So I can't invest in that. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I miss too many episodes. I only get into it halfway through it, and I think, oh, what the fuck? It's halfway through the yeah. story. I'll get it out on DVD if it's if anyone raves about it. Excellent, and an excellent segue into what we're about to talk about, people. But no. first, Ooh. you're welcome. Well done. <laughs> well done. It's almost professional. I had a feeling. Malk's TV Talk. Video on demand, where right. what we will do is deliver to you, for your comment and thought, uh, grab from something that's been on TV. Mm-hmm. Might be a clip from the news, because right. let's be fair, those guys are infotainment at the best of times. Yep. It might be something from a show, somebody slips something in, particularly live television is always good for this, because there ain't no editing that can take that stuff out. Yeah. So, our first clip that we're going to look at in Video On Demand, first and only in this episode, mm-hmm. is from Nine News a couple of weeks ago during Tropical Cyclone Marsha, of course. It's all hands to the wheel. News loves that shit. It is tragedy porn in the making. Was that a couple of weeks ago? Or Feels last like week? it will be when this goes to air, oh. just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. No, no, you're good. Yes, it was a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> well done. Seamless. Seamless. So what we're going to see here is a clip off at Nine News Brisbane where we're going to see a couple of people in raincoats, some surf, uh-huh. all the tropes that you need yep. for we're at a disaster. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to see an interview, uh, sorry, a, a story from a gentleman called Phil Wilmington. That's my edit point, obviously. So I'll turn so this around. Are we talking over You can this? talk over it. Oh, don't go away. You can talk over it if you like. Probably. Certainly... Um, it's so hot, isn't it? Just... It's 110% in my crotch. It's humidity. It's just horrid. I just realised the mics are on. Yay! Woo! All right. I'd like that as my phone ring. Thank you. <laughs> right. 
Gary, the situation changed so dramatically this yesterday. afternoon. Well, it was only 48 hours ago we were looking Sorry, at a tropical low, if it could make Category 1 status. It's rapidly intensified and now at Category 4, sustained winds of 165 kilometres per hour, gusting to 230 and could reach 260 kilometres per hour as it crosses the coast right where we are around Yapoon. No but on top like, of that, a five-metre tide peaking tomorrow morning. There's definitely problems things. here in the Keppel Bay Marina. But the rainfall has certainly increased here on the Capricornia coast and right along the coast in fact some heavier falls around Gladstone at the moment we've got Good Phil morning. Wilmington in Gladstone how are we looking there Phil? Well, Gary, I can tell you that uh, pretty much the whole day, even though this system is a long way still from the coast, we've been feeling and seeing the effects just south of here at Tannum Sands. The people there were telling me that the ocean was behaving in a very unusual fashion. They were seeing things that they see very rarely. But the interesting thing was some of those people down there were absolutely loving it, as you're about to see. It mm. is a very rare sight in Tannum Sands. Surf's up. The board riders are out. It's the upside of a gloomy forecast. How often do you get waves like this at Tannum Sands? Not real often, huh? <laughs> Tannum Sands could be cut off, isolated by heavy rain, so shoppers flooded the supermarket. In case it does come this way and it's pretty bad, we'll um, yeah. get enough food so we don't actually have to go out, I guess. If everybody buys too much, then no, no one gets, people miss out. So yeah, what are you doing? Being fair and yeah, it's just getting what you, you need. At, At the, the shop's going, don't come down here, oh, I've got everything. Gone by yeah. breakfast. Very hectic, actually. We're out of bread this morning. We've been out since about 7.15. The hardware store, too, experiencing yeah. a cyclonic sales surge. Mostly tarps, your tape for taping your windows and batteries. That's probably the main things that have been selling this Wind morning. chimes. But this must be the mother of all cyclone shopping trips. A boatload of groceries. Fishermen desperately stocking up before the supermarket shelves are bare. There's already heaps of bare spots on the shelves down there and um, I think I've pretty well got the last of the bread. Cyclone Mark couldn't have come at a worse time. This is the prime fishing time of the whole year and they're all stuck in Gladstone Harbour. Well, the this is yeah. the Chinese New Year, Lunar New Year and um, this is where we make the, our best money for the year but the cyclones sort of have a bit of a problem for us. Can't seem to get a break in uh, the weather so uh, yeah, it's taken a big big toll on all us fishermen here. Here at the Ridges Hotel in Gladstone they are cyclone ready. They've already started taping up the doors to stop that cyclonically driven rain driving inside the building and here they've stacked up all of the outdoor mm -hmm. furniture so it doesn't turn into missiles when that wind really starts to crank up and over here the pizza oven, the wood-fired pizza oven, we're not sure whether they're going to fire that up tonight given the weather. Further south at Harvey Bay, there is a very real sense that a big black cloud is headed their way. I'm not looking forward to it, um, especially with a, a key tide like this also. If it really rains and we get three to 500 mils, Harvey Bay will be isolated. For Wilmington, Nine News. Excellent work from Phil Wilmington there for National Nine News. Now, I have some questions for you. Right. Oh, okay. The pun count... Was it high enough? Oh, no. Oh, I didn't I, even notice a lot of puns. I didn't you were very invested in it then, weren't you? Well, it was a cyclone. It was a it's very serious business. It's very and serious we don't know business. whether or not they're going to fire up the pizza oven. <laughs> no. Okay? Yeah, I was just thinking, where am I going to get bread? That is a problem. Th those boaties have got it all. That's a lot. Where That's was a there lot. a pun? 
maybe I've, maybe I'm pun blind. Maybe I'm pun deaf. Did, well, maybe I've misread the pun. Well, what was it? Well, the one, one that stood out. No, oh. there was a few. He was talking about a bunch. Maybe of Maybe you should open you know your one? mouth and tell us. Oh. <laughs> okay, I feel I don't get it. The one that's I'm pun deaf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The one that hit me most uh, obviously was where he talked about um, the, the, uh, the 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 supermarket was flooded with oh. people buying. Oh, okay, yeah, I get it. It's a news pun. It's not good, right? It's, oh. it's by journalists who are serious <laughs> most of the time. But right. I, my absolutely serious concern is: did they ever fire up the pizza oven? Yes, I know. This is what we want to know. So, I think he didn't do too bad a job, except for that. Be like, come on, mate. Yeah, I don't think people would be wanting pizzas in a. Cyclone, no. with and also, can they all cook it inside? Well, I, I'm assuming they could, because it, most I've, pizza ovens are inside, in my experience. Are they? Yeah. Well, I just always think of Frontline, which I'm yes. sure. Did you watch Frontline? I just yep. imagine that guy's boss going, "Get outside. We want to see the stuff. We want to <laughs> see the damage <laughs> yep. that's going to do." What, what have you got? Nothing. They've put some sticky tape on a window. It's going to have to do. Just put a coat on. Put some hair in your yeah. face. What else have they got? What have they got? Point this. out the sticky tape. Show us the Pink sticky sti- tape. Yes. Show us some f- furniture stacked up. Yep. Uh, okay. That furniture really didn't look stacked up to me. No, too. I, know. I was just thinking oh, to stop a bit. Mm. It, it, they almost just laid it down. Yeah. It's I, like that's how the, someone's pushed it in a corner. I hope, that, I hope that somebody responsible for the outside furniture at Ridges, wherever they were staying, got severely reprimanded for their it poor stacking Ridges. skills. Yeah. yeah. Now, I, obviously, it's an audio medium here. If people want to see this clip, it's in the show notes. Uh, you can jump on and enjoy not only that, but the entire lead-in story, which is a little bit lengthier. Lots of pictures of surf, lots of people being mm. concerned about cyclones. Uh, and some being earnest, some not being earnest. Yeah, There's that, a guy with not many teeth, very happy at how much the surf is up. That mm. surf didn't look that up to me. You didn't look like, that no. up. I've been to some big surf. It's pretty uh, choppy, pretty blown out. It too. was pretty choppy. Yeah, it was dirty. It, it was all like shore break, wasn't yeah. it? It was. Which is great if you want to catch a wave and eat sand. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But um, yeah, I, when they're going, I was pumping surf. It's like, oh, not really. I'm assuming it all went okay. Everyone the cyclone. Survived. Oh, Everyone good. Survived. I was in Adelaide. I didn't know anything about it. Because I'd be like, hey, 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 pizza oven. Then you're like, silly. <laughs> 15 people were killed by a flying pizza oven. And this is not appropriate. <laughs> oh, no, I can promise you we wouldn't be making light of it if Okie okay, dokie. It was all no. fun. Right. Yes. A lot of, well. Lots in of fact, damage. the supermarkets did really well. They just yeah. sold yeah. a lot of bread that Business night. was huge. Business was massive. Yeah, how was the bakery chick? Oh, we sold out of we bread at 7.30. Yeah. Nah, oh. she says that. Oh. She's got a stash. <laughs> She's yeah. got her own French Deep loaves out the bag here. Don't yeah, we've only got the it. really expensive stuff yeah, back here. Do you want some of that twice I like, the price stuff? I like yeah, the yeah. chick who's just bought a shitload of stuff going, if everyone buys a lot of stuff, there's not going to be stuff that other people like <laughs> yeah. me and I'm going to have the stuff. Yep. So you know she missed out on some batteries, didn't she? She's, got, yeah. she's all pissed off because something wasn't there. The chick from the, t- the token Bunnings might attend, whatever it was, going, tape, tarps, oh, batteries. Yes, tarps. We've got a special on shovels. Yeah. you know, it's And shovels for some reason. Everyone's buying shovels. Yeah, you can fight cyclones with a shovel. You can. You swap them. You just hit. You dig a if hole. you hit a cyclone <laughs> in the right spot with a shovel, it runs away. You've got to get it in the eye. You have to get it in the eye. Exactly. That's right. right in the See, eye. See, I thought you didn't know what I was talking about. Like, I'm going to have to explain. We've got a cyclone rookie over here. But you know, <laughs> you know I what know. I'm talking about. I know where to hit get a cyclone. Get it in the eye. And people go, Celia, isn't it, wouldn't it be easy to use like an arrow so you can be further away? No, that's the thing. No. If it was an arrow, we wouldn't have any cyclone problems at all. Too easy. No. Yes. Can we get that up close? You get it up close and give it Shovel. a big old bang on the eye. It goes, 
dong. Right in the that's eye. What happened. That's what happened. Such a little, a little, a little <laughs> run off like that <laughs> when, with his hand going, that's ow. Right. That's right. It's such an Australian way to approach disaster, isn't it? Fuck you, Hit man. Hit it with a shovel. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to come at you with a, you with a shovel. I was thinking of with a shovel is digging a hole big enough to fit the cyclone in it. Oh, yep. And trapping it. Oh, like Maybe yep. leaves yeah. over it and it yeah. comes in and... Yeah. Then drops yeah. down. Like with spikes in the bottom of it to really yeah. hurt, like yeah. to one really of those hurt. tiger pits. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that'd work. That'd work. Oh, jeez, if only we were here a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to really... <laughs> we really these idiots put... buying bread like fools. <laughs> Chicken, you yeah, cowards. Fight it. What are you doing? Queensland, yeah. you know, we're the state where they breed them tough, but cower in our homes <laughs> yeah. during a Category 4 slash 5 tropical cyclone because <laughs> we didn't prepare properly. Yeah. Crazy. Um, I I wouldn't know how to prepare for a cyclone. I guess I would just stay at home, and if the window smashed in, I go, "Oh fuck!" Probably should have gone on to that. I'd just be like, "Yeah, I'm going." Are we able to swear? I just swore. Yeah, I, I, I have, have a couple of times. Oh, oh, okay, great, great. I'd just be really excited that we were all going to go to Oz. Yes, <laughs> going to go to I'm TV. Just sit in my land. house, going, "Yay!" Yeah, but which Oz? The original Oz, the James Franco. The original Oz, Oz not the Return to Oz. That place or is the nightmares. Return to Oz one. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that movie? No, the I... sequel to Wizard of Oz is the most. Scarring. I saw it as a kid because yeah. you see the Wizard of Oz. You're like, where's the kids movie? It starts with Dorothy getting electroshock therapy, yeah, and then what? she goes to Nightmare Land filled mm. with nightmare creatures, like a woman who has multiple heads that she takes off, and these wheelers that have wheels the for wheelers. hands. Yes. It's this... so terrifying. I had nightmares about it for years and years and years. Is years. this the one with the guy in the hot air balloon? No, that's um, um, Wonderful Oz or whatever. So the, uh, oh, with James Franco. Oh, that's right. the newer one. Okay. Yeah. No, that's this the was prequel like... to the trilogy, if you will. Right. So Return to Oz was like, must have been the night. I was a kid. So it must have yeah. been the 90s. He was the wizard. That's how the wizard got there, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he became okay. the wizard. Oh, right. But Return to Oz is very, very scary. Same kind of thing with the sequel to Neverending Story. Mm. Also, heaps creepy. Right. I thought the oh, hang Never- on. Time I thought the Neverending isn't it? Not like never ending the never-ending story, story enough is creepy. Oh, well, yeah, that, yeah. yeah, it's creepier, yeah. That, and then it was weirder. Because nobody ever explained to me, first of all, how Sebastian, the kid who's, being, who's reading the story, yeah. then ends up in the place and then has the young child queen mm. telling him you the have to save like Empress before she dies a horrible death of the creeping that's coming to get them all. Right. And then... Uh, the other kid that he's reading the story of, who's not much older than Bastion to start with, yep. his best friend horse yeah. gets just enveloped in a mud pit. Yeah, yeah, killed, gets killed, gets killed, Dot. gets killed. Oh, okay. And not like, where's my horse gone? No, he does. It's like we're riding along. It, oh, 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 I have to pull you out. Oh, it's and it's horrible. Oh, right. Yeah, the ending of that movie was a was bit that confusing. The big dog dragon? Yes, the, the luck, luck falcon, the, the luck dragon. Mm. I love that, that movie, which now that lives. Was ugly. In, it was as uh, ugly as the what? theme song. No, that it theme wasn't. song did my head in. <laughs> the it's, slowest blink ever. It's got the biggest eye. It was like two guys. This is, is in the old school gym. Was Puppetry. Jim Henson doing it? Was Probably. it Henson? Anyway, there was two dudes on pulleys making that right. one eye blink. <laughs> um, the moral of the story of Neverending Story is imagination. That's all you right. take away from it. Use your imagination. Because it's about the nothing coming to get them where there's no thoughts. And, no, and it's about a kid reading a book. Kids, read books. That's the story. My, my look of disdain <laughs> for your description of the never-ending story. What? That's what, that's what you take away from That's the message of it, isn't it? My, the message is... What? Is the message, don't take your horse to, <laughs> to, to, a, to, a, to a mud plane, <laughs> to the 
to the pit of never ending of sorrow. Is that what it is? It was really hard. I think the moral of the story is don't watch shithouse eighties movies. <sighs> Take that Dark back. Crystal so don't watch the Goonies. Freaky. That's not a shithouse eighties yes, movie. Is. That's a great eighties no. movie. Dark Crystal. Do you I'll talk Dark to you about Love the Dark Crystal. The Dark Crystal. Oh, yes, okay. the Dark I thought that was really, really freaky. It's very dark. It's very freaky. Yeah. No, I'm with you. That and Labyrinth, right? I remember yeah. I, was a, I was a little Christian boy sitting in the Christian house. So oh, no. I was thinking that was just Blown your tiny straight mind. from hell, that movie. Oh, yeah. Yes. They take a piece yeah. of your soul, suck your soul out of you. It's the worst. Anyway, sorry. It's a television podcast. I've, I've moved things well, to look, movies. That was video on demand. I think it was enlightening for everybody. Yep. Yes. Mox TV Talk. Importantly now, Celia Chris, what we want to know about is you guys a little bit. We want to understand your relationship with television because everyone has one it may be something that isn't important and that's cool it may be something that is this thing i grab onto and only this thing and that's really i'd need to see that it's an addiction or whatever or i'd be i'd turn it on and i flick through stuff and whatever whatever chris what's your earliest memory of Um, television my earliest memory of television we had a uh this is before color televisions Mm. and it was (gasps) in new zealand uh and we had 1993 yeah, 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 pretty much. Um, so it's in the seventies, and we our television had like doors on it, that, like <gasps> oh, a cupboard. So yes. you would open them up to reveal the television, and uh, because television was, was a sometimes thing, it was a sometimes thing. Mm. Uh, so it wouldn't start in the morning. You would it'd be like probably lunchtime before anything actually kicked off, and it would all be over by mm. midnight. And uh, I was watching, um, that's, that's my first memory of television. Yeah, yeah. I don't really know what I was watching. We got a colour television. I thought, wow, that was amazing. And uh, Look at the colours. Logan that Run the Series. Do you remember Logan's Run the Series? I have vague memories of it, yeah. Uh, no, but I vaguely know what the concept you know the movie. is. The movie, yeah. Yeah, where, where they, well, it was a series. They get to a certain age and then they kill them, they get, is that what yeah, it is? Yeah, they get killed and... And uh, they live in a really great place until that stage. But uh, yeah. Yeah, so Logan's running around in each each episode. <laughs> oh, they're trying into, to kill him. Every they're trying episode. to kill him. He oh. runs into a new village, and he's a pretty successful guy. Like wow, that's cool. That's a good guy. So that's mine. Mine, yeah. What about you, Celia? What's your earliest memories I of don't TV? Know. We had one TV in the house, a very old one that had a. I don't. Oh, we had one that had no remote. We had a click, 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 click. Yes. Clickety click thingy. You had to get up and With go do the thing. With a five A channel. That, that yeah. you never understood and a 31 yeah. on the UHF yeah. band. I can't remember. And a dial between that that mm. could yeah. spin, but I never knew what it did. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, so I remember that. And then I remember when we had a remote and Dad had the remote. Like there was Dad's chair and he had the remote. Was it a corded or an infrared remote? No, it must have been a normal remote. No, actually, even before the chair, we were the remotes. So he had the chair and he go, go, click, click, click that thingy yep. and then you come back um, Grim Tales is probably I remember mm-hmm. it's a TV show that I watched a lot as a kid which is Rick Mayall but at, I have a very strong memory of always Saturday night The Bill we always watched The Bill mm-hmm. on a Saturday night but yeah but it was before once the remote came in it was a lot of flights but yeah I don't know it was on display yes. but that was the first one we had was a clickety click one did it have an important place in your household? Was there anything that drew the family together to watch on it or was it a, like a reward system? Well, the bill is the one that I remember that we mm. all watched. But it wasn't. We had a fireplace. This is in the so it was window. So it was kind of obvious, but not everything was around just the TV. Yes. What about you, Chris? Mm. Was it? How did you get to experience what was behind the cupboard doors? Um, well, I, I, there wasn't really much on for me. Uh, it was. It was. I remember a lot of Coronation Street, mm. and 
Yeah, and New I Zealand really was, adopted a lot yeah, of the UK and was, stuff, didn't got a, a, this UK sitcoms, as I was growing up, I really enjoyed. But um, the Coronation Street was as boring as batshit. And there was a show, and I think it was one of the two Ronnies. Yeah. And uh, all these things would come past on this conveyor belt, <laughs> and the lady would have to, whatever she remembered, she would keep. Oh. So then she would go, was it the money or the box or something? Oh. And it's, it was these great wow. little 70s game shows that... And, and television was full of those game shows yeah. then too, wasn't it? It was lots yeah. of um, aspirational, you know, that, that early reality was not even a thought. Lifestyle mm. miles away. I was just uh, actually yesterday watching this thing on the soap opera and why mm. it was called the soap opera because it was an opera without singing. Oh, and it yeah. was always sponsored by soap companies. Mm. And Bleach was the first one that started that up. So they would have these shows. Yeah. And, this, and, and they're still called soap operas. Yeah, yeah. But it's because they were a, an opera. Yes. Well, you're and, young and um, the restless. Yes. Days of our lives. The bold and the beautiful. And, mm. uh, and detergent. So. I tell you what, the people in the bold and the beautiful need some of that detergent. Bold and Beautiful was another show I sort of spent a lot of time watching, but not like watching. Do you know what I mean? Like I would, it's I would. You hate watched it. I hate watched um, it. I would still, even though something horrible was on, I would still plant my ass down and watch, <laughs> like for hours and hours. I still do now. Yeah. I'll, I'll take my kids to school, or, or they'll go out and do something, and um, I'll come back and I'll realise I've been watching. And tally tubbies for yeah only because I'm used to that's what they watch and I'm sort of just zoning out I'm just watching Charles TV all morning it's fine some of it's really I'm good put on the news Chris put on news <laughs> no overrated Round the Twist is one of the best things ever as well I forgot that that was another big one what was uh, Around the Twist oh my goodness did you ever read uh, Paul Jennings books like Unreal uh, no. they were all like, gross out books and then Round the Twist was a series so which sort of were those stories, but in a sitcom. Oh, okay. And it was so, it was for like young adults. It was mm. kids, but it was so funny. But it was set in a lighthouse, but it was all magic, a bit magic. Right. So, like, for yes. example, there's one a episode one called magic. Wonder Pants where he's late for school and his underwear are wet, so he puts them in the microwave and they go magic and they make him run really fast. Oh, right. Wonder yeah. Pants. Yeah. Have you ever? Have you don't make like me do it. And do you know what I found out? It's huge in the UK. Really? Massive. You know, the lighthouse is it's still there. I don't know where it is. New South Wales somewhere? No, Victoria. Ah. La- I want to say Lawnish. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, could even be the lawn lighthouse. People are screaming at us now. Um, but <laughs> it, it's this still functional, I believe, lighthouse. You can go. It, it, they filmed around it. They had a dado in the cast. There was also. Oh, they of did stuff. have a dado yeah. in the cast. It's like, no, they shut up. He was a mm, ghost. Yes. So it was a family yeah. that, that lived <laughs> in a lighthouse <laughs> in a community. And then just weird. And all this stuff weird happened shit happened all the, the time. Other? Was there another one with a ghost and a lighthouse? The ghost of Mrs. Muir. The ghost of Mrs. Oh, Muir. Oh, what is that? That was a great I was going to say Jenny from Down Under, and that was way off. <laughs> <laughs> what is, what's the, the ghost? The ghost of Mrs. Muir is, oh, look, I'm going to disgrace myself now. What? I'm going to say English, but probably American. Oh. I don't know. It was a, a, a drama more than a comedy. Well, oh, no, there's comedy elements to it. It was kind yeah, of a weird one. It was, uh, it was kind of like a... a the flying nun sort of stuff. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that kind of vibe. They would be serious funny, but, things, but, but they'd be light stuff. Yeah. And it was a woman that lived in this grand old house, a lighthouse attached to it or yeah. something, big property, mm. and there was a ghost that lived there and only she could see the ghost and yeah. they would have conversations and sit down awesome. for tea. And, and he would get jealous of people coming yeah. over and she would try to make sure he didn't Fuck about show him himself. Because if, ah. Yeah. Mm. 
That's so cool. Yeah, it's weird. It wasn't really. I mean, oh. it was fine at the time, but we look at it now. And but go, it's weird the stuff you think about because there was because when you're a kid, like you just get into you watch what's on. Yes, yep. there's so much stuff I'm not interested. In, but you just watch that time when now it seems like they have all the reality stuff used to not be that. Like it was yeah. usually The Simpsons, The Nanny, yep. yes, Brady Bunch, Seinfeld, Seinfeld, Always like Mash. Beverly Hillbillies, Friend, all that kind Always of stuff. Mash. And still Mash. Is Mash, yeah, yeah, like Becca, like weird <gasps> these weird yes. Becca, yeah. Ted were just That's right. No, and now there's none. There's no. Oh, Big Bang Theory. Oh yeah. Two and a half men, which oh, just finished. I feel. Two <laughs> broke oh, girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mom. oh, we had it so good. I, I feel know. so bad. We did have it good, didn't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Today's if your Seinfeld is two and a half men and Whoa. Quincy and Big Bang. Um, Quincy yes. was a great show. The ultimate CSI, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, who was the? Uh, who was the lawyer? Perry Mason. Oh, yeah. Way yep. back in the Perry day. Mason. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and, and even to your Magnum PIs, right? Yes. Yep. That's, that's um, uh, well, not really NCIS, but it's yeah, that Hawaiian thing. Or detective solving chips. the thing. Yeah. Do you remember chips? I love chips. My brother and I, always, when we would go outside on our bikes... One of us would be John, one of us would be Ponch. Was that the pilot one? That's before my time, but are they pilots? The uh, California Highway Patrol. They're oh. on, on oh, oh, okay. Yeah, See, the weird thing is... No, no, was it Puncherelli? Officer Puncherelli. A lot of Officer things that I know, that I don't know, I know that yeah. from references from movies. Right. About Eric Estrada, yeah, but right. I've never watched Chips ever, but I know okay. what It would probably about. not stand the test of time very well. Oh, that no, but it doesn't... I saw an episode a little while ago. It was horrible. It was like, how did I yeah. think this was just the best show well, ever? Mork and Mindy's on some Seven Mate or something at the moment that oh, I've yes. been watching, and that's I've been I, um, heartbreaking. But it's like, oh yeah, and Happy Days. Happy yep. Days was on every day. Yeah, that was every a great day. show. My girl and I were watching. We got out this a season of uh, Starsky and Hutch. Excellent. And uh, <laughs> we were laughing our ass off because we will just pause things, <laughs> and uh, they're on the back, they're on the back of the truck. It's just extras <laughs> who were just getting killed in those days, right? <laughs> They're on the back of this truck and it just goes up. <laughs> and you see this extra just go. <laughs> and there's this, there's this massive bar, like a metal bar, and then it just comes down and leans his head up and then just rolls off the end of this ute as it's zooming down the thing. Yeah. And we're just like laughing. We're thinking, and, and then the next scene, he's nowhere to be seen. You're like, he's all over it. He's one of the extras. He's on the way to fuck with these people. And they turn up with one less, and no one mentions it. <laughs> they had no occupational health and safety. They're only crazy. paying them two dollars a day. Like, oh, ah, well. But that's it, right? Back in the seventies, when they were filming all these great action stuff, and six the, million dollar man, all those kinds of things. But the, at the seventies too, they were not afraid to really show a dick in a pair of jeans in the seventies, <laughs> were they? Oh. <laughs> like moose knuckles God. everywhere. Wow. Camel tails. They were terrible. I love the A team. I was mm. so hooked on that. 18. Yeah, yeah. 18 and 16. Oh, look, I loved all those. I, the, even Night Rider, I guess, yep. I, I really enjoyed. But um, of the time, it was delightful. I mm-hmm. guess people will look back and go, oh, two broke girls. That no, was but such see, a that's what show. I mean. It's, yeah, that's. Who, who really is going to say that? Mm. I mean, quite legitimately. And I apologise if I'm offending either of you in advance. Two Broke Girls, and uh, Josh, who regular listeners would, would understand, we've talked about this before. It has a pretty good opener. There's usually a gag before the credits, yep. which is kind of all right, usually yep. pretty good. The opening credits that are eight seconds long yep. and then 20 minutes of shit. 
There is nothing after the credits that's any good. Redeeming, humorous, right. nothing. I, look, I haven't... I, I don't think I've watched enough of it. I've mm. sort of flicked it on. It's like... No we copped heat when it, it, it's the bottom line is that the sitcom world that we live in now if we just do yep. that comparison I think there's stuff that we look back and go you know what it wasn't very good but we loved it at the time I, I find all these sitcoms mostly when I'm on aeroplanes yeah mm. and because uh, I I think oh let's just fucking watch this I saw the IT crowd oh yep. yeah um, I laughed it's great, my isn't ass it? off I was like an idiot on yeah. the plane yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it was so funny. Yeah, so mm, funny. I'm much more aligned with the. I prefer the UK stuff. Is a general in terms yeah. of that type of sitcom, yes. like with an audience, you know, like that. Yep. Uh, IT crowd, black books, black books, that yeah. kind of stuff. It doesn't have to be that as broad as you know, like broke girls and that kind of stuff. Or everyone loves Raymond yes, or that kind of. Really, there's worse yeah. ones than that, like Mike and Molly and. King of Queens, and I'm like, I'm not that interested, but the UK ones I, f- I really love. Yes. Like, I'll ask you a controversial question. Yes. What? All you need to say is, is your, your preference, and we can deal with that. The Office, UK or US? You can like both. Um, I, lo- I love both. Um, I love the US once it gets off the original script, mm-hmm. and I thought, I thought they did amazing things with it. And, of course, I fucking yes. loved the, the Office when that first ran around. Correct. Yes. I love the UK office mm-hmm. I was really mad at the American office when it first started I was like sure. fucking leave it alone yeah. get off it they did it right <laughs> come up with your own stuff you fucking cheaters <laughs> I was really pissed at them I'm like you think you can do it better it's already been done okay just why do you have to make it yourself just mm-hmm. fucking they did yep. it that's it alright stop trying to copy and blah 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 but then yeah when it got off script I actually really enjoyed it and weirdly I will re-watch the American office more because yes. the UK office was so great, but it was so painful. Mm. It's too yes. the cringe. I can't. It's not pleasant. So I watch the American Office often before I'm going to bed. Like it's like yeah. a it's Friends. Really, or, it's really easy to watch an episode watch, of Friends yeah. or an episode of the and American there's Office. So much more of it too. Like there's oh, what God. seven seasons. Yeah, so you can sort of loop around else. a bit. But I watch them. Mind UK you, office, you've got to get off those first two because that's nah, don't they really yeah. don't count, well, it's an, do an interesting story, right? They were destined for the bin after the first two seasons yeah. of American Office. They were gone. Yeah. And it was effectively, I think, a combination of a letter writing campaign and uh, iTunes reviews yep. that convinced the network mm. to give them another season. Yeah. But also, and I reckon please. they could have done without the last. I think it was a bit <gasps> too long. Do you not think so? By the I end, think they dragged like, it out. No come question. Come on, guys. Um, another the, kid. Shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I rewatched that last season recently because I was in the states and you know <laughs> with Hulu and everything. You just turn on every television thing. Do they end up having two children? Don't they? Jim There's heaps Pam. of kids. Yeah, yeah. So. they have oh, two okay. kids. Well, then I've, I've, oh, I've whoops, spoiler. Off the last. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go home and make a bet with my Ruh-roh. wife. I bet you $100 yeah. I'll have another kid. No, you we still like them all, that. but yeah. when they tried to, it was just like, we really like it, but this is 15 but, uh, now. Yeah. Anyway, but you, so you really liked it again. I, oh, I did like how they rounded it out in that there was some drawn out shit with Jim wants to start his new business. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pam and all of that misunderstanding bullshit. That was kind of subplot. I think the Americans did that really well. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, mm. uh, that was done really well. There's lots about those things to like. And it, isn't, it, isn't it good when you see, because the American atypical comedy approach is whether there's an audience there or not, there's a laugh track. 
Yep. And even if there is an audience, clearly there's a laugh track. Mm. Um, it's it's writing to a very definite two camera kind of approach or three camera approach, all of those sorts of stuff. And it's when they yeah. step outside those boundaries that I think they start to mine some real gold yeah. out of their performers and out of their writers because they're doing things that are was, uh, different, that they're, tre- they're testing things. That was one of those shows where you go, fuck, that's inspiring. That's a great show. Yeah, mm. I really enjoy this. Mm. You know, this is... It's and it's different unique. from everything yeah. before. If it's, I love that kind of... It's mm. getting narrated and it's not getting narrated and it's... Just really great jokes. Yeah, really good very jokes. good jokes. Another example of America doing a good job. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to argue with myself, and I'm like, I like UK because I love the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Do you see that? The I've political thing. It. So amazing. And then America, and then America did a sort of version of it, which is Veep, which is the Julia yep. Louis Dreyfus. Yep. Oh, bat phone. That was really good. Yes. I really enjoyed that. But no, I think it's because they had the writers, the same some of the people came over. Was I it the same writer? Yeah, Armando Iannucci. Yeah. Who was, I think, involved they're in both the great. But again, I was like, back off. Think of it's the best. You don't, don't need to touch do it. That. Stop stealing it. Yeah. No, it, and, and you're right. I think it, it's always a bit wary in uh, America remaking anything, and they want to do that quite a lot. They yeah. will go, oh, oh thank this you. is really. Oh, We've had fan. the fan. <laughs> That was I didn't bad. understand that because I am pun deaf. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean, what HBO? That's, yes, that's done wonders too, hasn't it? Oh, that's yeah, really that's changed. But I remember a, a real movie actor would never getting on a TV show was beneath them on their well, way that, out. That was their way out, mm, yeah. you know. But now careers are being made on that. You know, like you've got big. Well, I guess it's because TV shows are getting made like movies now, aren't they? Like, mm-hmm. There's a lot of work put into them. It's the new renaissance of television, right? Yeah. We look at things like The West Wing, The Sopranos, The Wire, yes. as series that have all gone before. Yeah. And now Deadwood. more recently, yeah, Deadwood, Breaking Bad, Justified, Oz. Game of Thrones, Oz. Yeah. The cable companies are recognising that people will commit to scripted drama. Yes. When you invest in it, you give them good scripts, you give them lots of money, it's got to be... Yep. Look, if it's meant to be big, it's got and to look big. dragons. And dragons. <laughs> Heaps of dragons. Big dragons. <clears throat> so big many dragons. dragons. Yes, there's dragons. So as, 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 as people who live in TV land, mm-hmm. what's life like on TV, Celia? Uh, it's very similar. It, yeah, it's not, it's not very different. As I say, my experience has been... Oh, I don't know. That's a big question. Uh, it's mainly ABC stuff. I don't mm-hmm. get... I get recognised every now and then, but not that often. I get recognised more... And stuff... Forget, like, when Laid was on. Yes. When it's on and current, then people recognise you more. Sure. Which is natural. Or if I'm with a cast member. So if I'm with Luke McGregor, I get recognised more because you're in a bit more context. Yep. Yes. But otherwise, I do occasionally get people going, I know you, and you go... Maybe. Like, have we met? And you go, maybe. Who but have you been know. mistaken for? No, no one. Oh, this is just amazing. Someone told me I look like Yana Pittman once and it upset me. Yana Rawlinson, the herder. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. I can understand that. She's a horrible woman. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> she, I broke my toe. She broke her toe. Yeah. Yes. She had um, a baby. You didn't. I have, yeah, exactly the same person. Um, <laughs> I like hurdling. I hate her league. Um, uh, Your I transition into great. the Winter it's Olympics. It's been good. It's been fun. I enjoy it. I'm doing. I do. You know, there's a very different thing in doing some TV actingy stuff and doing like a stand-up spot or a panel sure. show spot. Um, but I've enjoyed it. I like doing the acting stuff. It's fun as a stand-up to have someone tell you what to say for once. It's really refreshing <laughs> to go. Hang on, hang on. I get to say this funny. 
I don't even have to write it. You're just going to give me a piece the of funny stuff to say, and mm. I just say. It. Oh, and you're going to dress me and do my hair as well. This is the best. That and does, and I get like great. I get like three shots at it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. So, it would be nice. So it's been fun. So it was, it's been uh, good. I love the ABC. That would not work at all if it wasn't for them. I, so I did a little bit on Offspring, which was my first time mm-hmm. doing acting on a commercially thing, and like, which was really great. But a huge team. Which puts very much in perspective your love of 10 from earlier in the podcast. I do love 10. I do sure love you 10. do, Celia. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know Offspring you do. Offspring is, you know, it's... Um, it's dead in the water. It. You can confirm it for I us now, know. Celia. No, I don't it's know. not coming back, is it? I don't it? know. I, really I can tell you know. it's not, but you can oh, say okay. you don't know. Good, because I don't know. Um, Such a lovely ending. Don't I need another series. Uh, it's nothing to do with me. I've got to work, mate. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's not coming back. Okay. Um, Move but on. that was exciting. That was good. That was the first time. I worked on a big, you know, thing with like trailers. It's a and machine a there, makeup, right? But yeah. yeah. But still fast. But um, yeah, it's good. I never thought it would happen. Mm-hmm. Was, you know, when you're a little kid, yeah, oh, maybe we do acting. So it's been really great. I don't take any of it for granted. I'm very grateful. My last job is my last job ever. So, pretending. but I am doing Utopia soon. So that's the next thing. So then that's coming up. I'm really looking forward to doing. Pretending that. and getting paid for it's a pretty good thing. Pretending, yeah. getting paid for doing pretenses for dress up is really great. Now, both of you have also done your fair share of uh, either panel stuff or stand up on TV, whether it's. Uh, in front of audiences and it's been televised or, or those sorts of things. Chris, I know you've been in a number of gala specials. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, well, I've, I guess so. I've done a few. Um, you can tell I me did, I'm wrong. I have no I did, problem Look, with I've that. done... I don't know which ones... Some are getting filmed, but I've never really seen them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I go, oh, apparently. Um, uh, I did The World Stands Up in the UK. Yes. And the Live at Jongler stuff, but... Everything else is pretty much uh, roves and just three-minute spots, which I find very nerve-wracking. Yeah. Live TV I just scares the shit out what of me. What is that like? It's because a you're standing up. there yeah. already. Like, you don't come out. No, you're yeah. standing there as he throws to you. And they're, they're looking at you. The light goes like, on the camera. Feel like, yeah. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't enjoy it, but... They were, were great spots. Like, I, I, I look back and I went, oh, thank God, because I felt horrible. Yeah. And when I went back to look at them and think, oh, there's nowhere near as bad as I thought that mm. was. They got away with it, yeah. Yeah. Is there, do you get direction for that? Are you told to do it down the camera? Are you told to dress the audience? Like, how do you deal with it? Because uh, well, crowd workers. They kind of tell you to, well, I, I think they think you should know what you're doing anyway. Like, um, <laughs> I, I always just hit the barrel down the camera on the punchlines. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'll work the audience. Uh, in the bits mm. so it's Which like da 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 and how the monkey got out of the tree I'll never know <laughs> and then he winked <laughs> and then he dropped back a to my balloon bomb. animal <laughs> it's a dog <laughs> it's true though I, yeah. mean, I think I don't know if someone told me told me that but yeah That's it, uh, but it doesn't occur to you but it does that makes so much no. sense no and the fact that there's it really doesn't seem like you're mic'd up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're thinking, the people at the back of it, there's no way they're going to mm. hear me. Like, I just talk normally. But there's some dude who, that's his job, and he's yep. and he's good at his job because he's on, he's working for Rove, I yeah. guess. You know, unlike, like unlike most techs in most 
stand-up clubs. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm never going to a stand-up club again. Why? Um, what did you do? They won't let me in. Why? Did you take a stand-up club? Oh, I see. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Um, well, some of them aren't techs, though. Some yeah, that's of them the thing. I was going to go stand-up clubs have techs. <laughs> <laughs> it's the person yeah. behind the bar who pushes the button to make the mic go big. Pretty much, yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, you've got your places like the comedy store. And at the festival, of course, you've got proper mm. techs. But yes. most clubs, it's who is working the door, go and hit the sound. Yeah. But someone's just said, I'll just bring that up and pull that down yeah. and go, okay. Yes, if there are any texts listening, your job is so easy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm trying to make you feel better. I'm not going to yeah. You do very valuable work. Love and appreciate all of you. I think a tech's job is incredibly hard, particularly around festival time, because it's always very important to me that I just always hope that my tech, the tech that you are allocated, likes my show. Mm. Because how horrible it must be for them. Oh. If they don't like a show, to have to sit in it oh. every night for a month. That, yeah. So even I, if they I do feel, like it, how do they like they it by like the it. end? I'm sick of fucking my show by <laughs> yes. after night three. I feel really bad for them. So they do not get appreciated. Especially enough. when you're doing those, oh, that just reminds oh, me every what? night. Mm. Oh, you oh. know what? That reminded me of just then. You know what, Joseph Crazy? <laughs> I don't know where that accent's from. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be fun, I guess, for people who do see it repetitively, like text and, and those kinds of things, to spot... You know, because I, I would imagine inevitably stand-ups are creative people. There'd be stuff that, while you're developing, it's changing. Mm-hmm. And then even once it's written, there'll be that moment where you go, no, I'm heading here and I'll come back to this. It's little yeah. things, yeah. but that's not enough. If you didn't like, oh, I just still think it'd be really hard. But that's why it's good to have a good relationship with them because they're the only other person who's on your side, who sure. knows how it's yeah. supposed to go. And yep. cue heavy sometimes. Some shows can be very dependent on audio cues oh, totally. or light cues or... Awesome. That sort of stuff can be. You really need to do the right thing by me, or this doesn't work. Yeah. See, I I could have those kind of cues. I just choose not to mm-hmm. because if it does fuck up, yeah, it's just easier not to like turn the mic on. Yeah. Flash me when my time's up. Yeah, yeah. I'm never doing another show. I, I did it, my second show with a projector. Never again. Oh, never that's again. why I've got the cards because yeah, I, I did it with a projector. I'm just going, Ugh. and then the batteries wasn't working. Then this guy was doing it, and it was just a balls up. Yeah. But I was, I was in. I, I jumped down the rabbit hole. There's no pulling out. I can't go. Oh, let's have a ten minute break. I'll come back. And so I just had to. Yeah. And I was fucked without it. Yeah. yeah. So. And this, and so now I've got the cards, so I can just pull it off and go. There you go. Merry that's what it looks like. Done. Old school. Mm. Can't fuck up. And that's the catch, isn't it? From from a stand up situation to a. Uh, you know, we've got three takes, you know, yep. scripted something. Yes. It's, yep. it's such an interesting beast. Have you guys had to write for TV? So instead of standing up the front being the shiny one, writing gags for someone to then say. I've, I've done a bit of writing. I did uh, Glass House for a little bit. Awesome. Oh, right. um, and I did, I was writing for Big Brother. What? Um, I was writing for Friday Night Shut Live. Up. I'm so, so, so happy right now. I am, um, and I would do all the video the VTs and Excellent. all that sort of stuff. and What, what does for, that mean? That's so And good. for Brie and Fitzy yep. and Mike. So I would write jokes and they wouldn't so even much fucking sense. read them, but they would butcher them Bastards. and they'd go, oh, that's just not fun. i go, you've got to fucking read it, man. You You've got to fucking read it. Yeah. So you It needs to go there. over at least once for a joke to work. You, you're you not going to read it on an auto cue and get it. No. You've got to know how it goes. Know the word to hit. You've got to know. Yeah. What, yeah, yeah. So you'd get sent... Do you sit and watch them all day and then go? Oh, oh, yeah, I went funny. to um, 
I was in the office with them all at Dreamworld. Um, wow. So I'd sit Which is there. not very glamorous. but Not it's very glamorous at all. Oh. And, and I'd park my car and I'd be walking through the bush because we'd park over here. Yep. And then a guy would go, I'll oh, just stay there, buddy. And he'd have like two tigers on a leash. Yep. And I'd be like, he goes, yeah, yeah, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, don't, get, don't get paranoid. I mean, these things drag zebras up into yeah, trees. Just you don't know, stick like your this. arm out at us. Yeah. Um, so they've got them on a chain. And where it's dangerous, apparently, is if like a kangaroo sees it. And it'll just go, fuck, and run off. And, and the tiger will just go, it's instinct on. will just go, chase. boom. And once that motor's, once that cog's turned, there's no turning that cog off until it kills something or misses it. Yes. But, um, so, yeah, so I'd go and write that. I'd watch what happened in the day. We, in my office, I would have, I'd be able to watch it all live. I'd, nice. Anything going on there, I'd be able to see what they're doing, which was pretty much nothing most of the mm. time. And it was horrible. It, it was, was the new it's a knockout, horrible. really, wasn't I, it? Yeah, I, um, yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I, um, I got my, I was so embarrassed uh, about a month into it that I got them to change my name on oh. the credits to Rank Phantomus. <laughs> Which, which was my which was my stage name rank and my writing rank Phantomus. Wow. So I went, can you please change my name on the credits to rank Phantomus? That's my writing name. Wow, that's my when I'm embarrassed of it. That is like, incredible. Well, particularly if you've got Bree Fitzy and, and Goldman butchering your gags, yeah, right? Yeah, it was um, it was crazy. That's it was so crazy, dumb. and it was, and I would do so like. Yvette would always say, I'd play tricks on, like, we're doing one with food, and I would mm. make them say horrible things just to see if it could get past. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, oh, so it's, you, uh, you are what you eat. That's why uh, uh, Bree's been eating cheese. Um, that's the craziest jokes, right? Fitzy's been eating giraffes, and I've been eating, eating talented young hunks. <laughs> right, like this, and then I'd go, and then you'd, like, some type of shine on your teeth, I assume, and give the, give the camera a bit of a wink. And then we're going through a script read, and they go, yeah, yeah, I like that. Like, whoa. And it was just before I was saying to Mike, I was going, oh, that line there, man. You don't think, like, I've been eating talented young hunks. <laughs> They're going to think, yeah. And he goes, no, no, why would they? Because that's Fantastic. exactly what I meant. Because <laughs> that's what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. uh, so Yvette and I would sit at home and piss ourselves laughing at the shit we'd get through. Oh, my goodness. But uh, So that kind of writing. But... Uh, but Glasshouse was so much more fun. Yeah. Now, you've done a lot of writing, right? Well, so I wrote for Good Newsweek before I was a stand-up. Maybe I just started. Oh, wow. It was wow. my first job ever. How do you Thanks sell that? To <laughs> that, here's the thing. It was a trial. Thanks to Claire Hooper for recommending me. Thanks to the good people at Good Newsweek who... So this was when it was at Channel 10, but not yep. the se- before Good News were, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, they had a program where they got people in for like a month as like a trainee interns interns so you get paid a bit and it's just for you to practice just to check teach so to encourage comedy writers of the next generation the best thing ever and I loved the shit out of it so it was three days a week it was so much fun well I mean it was intense but I really liked the process so the process was at like 8am I'd get an email with like six stories Mm -hmm. and then you just write as many jokes as you can and send it back at six so it was perfect because 
and I knew that there were other people writing for the same thing. So there was competitive edge to it yeah. because you knew that someone else is writing jokes for this so you want to make your jokes better. Yeah. But at the same time, it took the pressure off because I knew that if I couldn't come up with anything, someone, someone else would. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So then you send them all off and then, and then you get the script with all of the top te- so they choose the best ones and that's when you oh, see wow. if you got in the in the edit to like yep. for every story maybe 30 jokes yes and then there was another edit and then in the recording they do like three and usually two would get to air so push us through the looking glass here right you've written a gag let's say it's made it through the edits and it's on that that list yeah does it get handed to paul or does it get handed to everyone Oh no no the jokes are just for Paul. Excellent. They're all just they're all just those after the stories yep. where he had a gag. So everyone else but, is on their or, own. Yeah yeah yeah. Screw them. Well they guess that's they're they're being they've been you know they're being paid to be on the show for them to be funny. Which wasn't that successful sometimes. But when I think it'd be weird. I don't like the idea of going his jokes if you're a guest. Mm. I don't know. It blew my mind when I first found out that hosts had writers. Nice. Yep. I was like what? But I understand it now <laughs> because Michael it's a lot of work. He might have a writer, but it wasn't us. Mm. No, or, no, yeah, yeah. He's um, he was never really a comedian though. Is he's open miking now? He's is, yeah, is he? Yeah, yeah, I don't he know. He was for a bit. Um, yeah, yeah. But it was weird. Anyway, so because uh, I was in Melbourne, they're all in Sydney, so I did it all from home. It was all via email, so yep. it was great. So I got the email with the short list. I'm like, oh my goodness, I had a few runners and whatever. And then I still remember. Then I'd sit down with a glass of wine and just had to watch the show and just. Wait and see if a start of a sentence sounded familiar. Mm. And I still remember the first joke that I, I don't remember what the joke was, but yeah. I remember he started a sentence. I'm like, oh, that's mine, that's mine. And I that's got really great. excited and I loved it. And um, lovely Ian Simmons, who's the head writer, who was the head writer at the time, who's great. This isn't, none of this is secret, is it? No. You get paranoid. No. I don't think it is. Um, and then at the end of the three weeks, I was really sad because I'd loved it. And he called me and he's like, I just want to call and say, thanks very much. Have you enjoyed it? I'm like, yes, I loved it so much. And I said, you know, if you ever need me again, he goes, well, that's interesting because I was wondering if you'd like to stay on as nice. staff. And I was like, yeah. So I did it for about two years, I think. So what were you doing to earn the monies before I was waitress, waitressing. Wow. Well, I was living at my mum's. Yep. I was not doing anything else. There was a time, it was very, very busy before, you know, before you get to the point where you can quit yep. to just do comedy. So I was doing everything, but waitressing a lot. Yeah. Um, Except on that, so nights and weekends Screw and stuff. Screw you guys, I'm writing funny. It was really, really great. And you great. did it all from home? Yeah. Oh, that is so good. So it was it? good. So, uh, you know, I'd, someone I'd go for, they wouldn't know, someone I'd need to go for a quick yep. swim and to yep. just think, yes. to mm. pull them around in your head. And it was well, always the last the 10 minutes. Too, you, it just, you just leave them there at the top of your mind, yeah. don't you? So you can do anything. You can go shopping. And yeah. God. But I almost always wrote them, but the last 15 minutes before six o'clock, I was like, Jack, I need to feel the page. And they were always really weird, but it was also really fun trying to make them say dirty stuff. I made Paul say penis. Excellent. Once, twice. Didn't I don't I? think you made him. I, I think did, I he relished the opportunity. But also, he was so great to write for because he's got amazing timing and mm. sold him like incredible and would do something a bit silly. Anyway, my record was seven jokes in one. Bang. Episode. That's great. Um, Wow. But I really liked it. And then I think it stopped and when it the show stopped. And it was the worst episode ever. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> right. Right. But it's Most weird that it's weird the little things you remember. I remember writing one joke that made Will Anderson laugh before I'd met him. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Because Checkbox. you know when you can tell like fake panel laughs? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, no, that was a real laugh. I only told it this year. I, was like, I saw him. I'm like, don't I tell you? But I said a joke that made you laugh. And I think he was like, nah, I was faking it. <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed it But I did not for a second have any like Oh I wish that was me Because it was all topical stuff I don't know yeah, how right. you felt with the glass house Like I don't do that in my own material So I didn't feel I was 
giving away anything I could yep. have used. Yeah. You also wrote for the second season of Laid. Oh, yes. And are you running for Utopia? Well, kind of? No. No way. No, no never do no. that. No. I didn't. Um, they, only, they gave me a writing credit, so I didn't write right late. So Laid was quite improvised. It was yes. very improvised. And then they got me in, in this series two in the workshops and stuff. Yep. So I didn't do script, but, but they gave us writing credits because a lot of it was improvised. This is the glorious working dog team that are responsible no. for this. No. Laid. Laid was right. um, Marie. Hardy yeah, and Lucy Fisher. Who is just as divine, let me tell you. She's oh, they're marvelous. wonderful. They're the best. But um, no, I would never write for Utopia because they don't need, they don't, I, I couldn't, it's all government infrastructure. I, I don't even know. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> they give me the script and I go, this makes me sound so smart. Thank have you. Have you seen any of Utopia, Chris? I have not. I have not seen any. You're missing any. out. I, I know, encourage I know, you to, I'm, to I'm, see I'm, it. I've been making a mental note. I'm, I'm sorry. If I'd known, I would have definitely... Oh, no. I don't know. It was some. easy to miss. What it was is the end it? of last year. It was six episodes. ABC, six half-hour episodes. Oh, it's ABC set. is pretty much all I watch mm. at home. Ah. Um, it's, um, it's set in... Did you watch The Hollow Men? Working Dogs no. other show? No. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's in a government... It's, it's within the nation-building authority or Australia. I get confused. And it's about government, nation-building and infrastructure and all the red tape. And right. The government department responsible for building blah, blah. Australia's big infrastructure ideas that the right. politicians like Thank to drop out yep. just to distract us from all of the other things. Right. So uh, Celia is 2IC in this department. Yeah. Um, and and <laughs> no, one of right. the, the few people that just looks at all of the shit and goes... What the actual fuck? How are we going to get anything done in this? Yep. Uh, she reports to, to Rob Sitch's character, who is a little bit the same. He's overwhelmed. He sees it as a great opportunity for him, his character, because it's you know a big opportunity. It's a, a national department. Um, but he's surrounded at both ways, right? He's got people who work for him that are government, government. Yep. So crazy, crazy. And then he's got Limo who comes in as the liaison between okay. the minister's I've, office. I think I've seen it. I th- well, I've seen it advertised. Yeah. It's really good fun. It's hilarious. And on yeah. ABC iView over some, I think it's still there Who now. Who else is in it? Kitty Flanagan. Kitty Flanagan. Oh, okay. Luke McGregor. Yep. Um, Limo, as we mentioned. Toby Trussler. Toby Trussler right. pops up. Um, Emily. Oh, we'll watch uh, no, it. Emily's so it's Wilson. Success, yeah. is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's a short, just a little short thing. Okay, great. Um, but it's fun, so but yeah, delightful. One of the um, ideas yeah, yeah. That, that comes up is yep. an idea to build a bridge to Tasmania. Right. Which Rob's character tosses away as a just bullshit. Like, yeah. you, of all of the extreme stupidness, that's yes. the most stupid. Limo takes it back to the department, come back. They're really on fire with this Bridge to Tasmania idea. They really want to do it. <laughs> it's delightful. Kind of but yeah, but I would like to write a sitcom of my very own one day. We've got it here. I think everyone's got a sitcom in them. It's well, just how they get it out. Luke McGregor and I are <gasps> writing together. So hopefully Colin interested. That's great. That will wow. be that has potential we'll for lots of excellence. Well, we'll see. What's well, it this about? is the thing. Well, I don't even we don't even know. It's just us at the it's us at the moment being you ridiculous. Know. You just don't want to tell me because well, you know I, wanna, I, wanna I will then also <laughs> write one exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> That's very evil. Um, Chris Waynehouse and someone else. <laughs> Have you written some? Have you done do you do acting stuff? No, no, I did. Uh, I did one acting thing in a Bring Back the Dicky. Oh, what's that? It's a short movie that. Uh, yes. Uh, I was really proud of it, but that's the only thing I've ever done. I'm not very good at acting. I think but you, I, I could well, be myself in it, so yeah. I was. I was like, oh, that's really good. Mm. But I, I got um, my manager to 
push it out there for a while, but then people started wanting me to audition. I was like, what the fuck am I pushing mm. this out for? I don't... Yeah, I don't want to... I just want to brag. I don't want to actually get any gigs. <laughs> just go, look at me, I'm amazing. Uh, do you want to do, do some acting? No. Oh, shit. Can no. I be myself? <laughs> yeah. yeah. In that, whatever myself? role you have. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't do anything like that. Um, I'd like to learn it, but I find it very embarrassing. Yeah. I find it is embarrassing. It depends what it is. Uh, yeah, it can be embarrassing. Yeah. I find auditions are really bad and, emba- and embarrassing. Yes. And, and yeah, but I, that's why I like doing them now because I'm going into them as a comedian. Right, so yes. So in, always in my mind doing any acting stuff, I am thinking, if I'm shit at this, I never said I could do it. Yes. I'm a comedian. This there's is also, not my main yeah. thing. There's also body of work stuff though. Like the, if you're auditioning for new roles now, they go, and inevitably will have seen or your agent has said. Yeah. Here's a clip from Celia in Lane. Here's a clip from Celia in Sleuth 101. Here's a clip from oh Celia. Oh, my Thank goodness. You. Here's a clip from Celia in Utopia. Oh, Sleuth 101. So we know... Right, this is Frankie she... J. Holden hit me on the ass in that and it made me feel very uncomfortable. Did it was you being file filmed. a sexual harassment suit? Huh? He pinched you on the ass. He slapped me on the ass. It was in the scene, but I was very young and impressionable and he was like, I think it would be good. He was my husband in that show. Of course he was. Um, I don't know, I'll just slap you on the ass. And I was like, yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Because <laughs> you had no weird. choice to say otherwise. No. How do you watch your TV now, Celia? Uh, online. All of it? Most of it? Some of it? Unless I'm home with Geraldine Hickey. Do you know Geraldine? Yeah. She's my I flatmate. My best friend in the whole world. So if we're both home, then we will watch whatever's on the television. Mm-hmm. Trash stuff. Mm-hmm. I like... A Gordon Ramsay thing and a hoarders type thing. Oh, a hoarders thing! I love that kind of stuff. Um, but mainly, iView. Uh, I just go through iView on, in on my computer. Do you subscribe in bed. That's I watch to stuff. anything? Like a no. well, Stan and and Presto are new in Australia, uh-huh. but a Netflix or anything like that. I do, but it won't let me use it here. Just so annoying because I signed up to it. It was in the UK. We can probably talk afterwards Good. about how that can yes, happen. Please, thank you. Okay. So Netflix was the best in the UK. I just watch a lot of stuff. Yep. But um, it's usually of a night time. I don't watch a lot of TV in the yep. day. In the day. In watching that online stuff, is it always on a television or a laptop computer ish thing, yep. or is it tablet, laptop. phone? Laptop. Never on my phone. I can't watch TV mm. on a phone. I can't watch TV on That's a phone. That's too small. Even that, like a, people yeah, watch on iPads too small. Yeah, look, my eyes are shit anyway, yeah. so it's... I just... I don't even like playing games on my phone. I have an iPad. Yes. And that's... Uh, but, no. uh, and I watch but movies on that, I guess. Uh, but it's that, mostly a laptop or a television. It's normally flash drive into the television. Yeah. There's something so comforting when you've had a really long day and you like, get into bed and then laptop, warm... On the stomach, yep. whack on the Doctor Who Except or something. Except in Queensland, like, yes. yeah, yes. oh yeah. Um, but yeah, just on your phone, it feels so like yep. like it's like you it's like you're peeking through a curtain at a cinema. Mm-hmm. Do you know what yes. you feel? Mm-hmm. You also lose some of the nuance, right? But watching, I would imagine, because I, I agree with you. I think it's hard too hard to do. Yeah, that. if you're watching scripted drama or stuff that has nuance. Yeah. In a small screen, it would be very easy to miss some of those yes. things. Well, this is not the same, but I was on a flying, the long haul flight, whatever, yeah. and disaster, the plane was packed and my headphones 
would not work. Right. So basically, I couldn't. The screen worked, but the sound wouldn't turn up. It was really, really low. You could barely hear it. Right. And like, we can't do anything about it. I'm like, well, this is just brilliant. But I persevered and I watched Guardians of the Galaxy. Really quietly. With subtitles. Because oh, nice. I couldn't hear oh, what they were okay. saying. And I got to Melbourne and I saw McGregor and I was like, oh, watch this. And I was like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy, did you love it? I'm like, no, nah, I really thought it was a bit shit. And he's like, but didn't you think the soundtrack was amazing? And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> the one film is like, the soundtrack. I'm like, I couldn't hear anything. It goes, the soundtrack just really makes yeah. that feel. I was like, shut up. So that's how I feel about watching movies on the Did you persevere? Did you complain I watched to the customer service nah. manager and tell them, hey, my thing isn't working and all that sort of stuff? No, I've they couldn't, they couldn't move me. That. They couldn't move me. At all? It was full. I got bumped up to first because of that. Shut up. Yeah. Only once, but it happened. Wow. That's Quite legitimately. It's outrageous. The best thing is that, yeah. I'm going to break my... <laughs> just won't punch it. This has oh, a fist in it. Can I go to first class, please? You've already mentioned, Chris, that yeah, your television watching, viewing is eclectic and those sorts of things. Do you uh, access a Netflix or a Stan or any of that I sort of stuff? I am a horrible pirate. Mm-hmm. I just download Torrent. anything I want to, whenever I want to. And uh, I figured they'll close the gate one day while it's open. I'm rotting the system. Mm. So um, I watch anything. Yep. And, uh, and it's late at night. Yes. Uh, but then I, I sometimes get stuck onto YouTube. Yeah. And, and like, I'll start with... Uh, it'll end up in people fucking up on treadmills. I find that <laughs> shit hilarious. Or pranks yes. going wrong. And people like, getting their ass the, kicked. At the moment, there's one where, like, robot fails... Like, it's just people who've built it, machines just been doing the wrong thing. <laughs> no, there's like one, there was a robot where it's a spoon and it's got a fake head and it's like, it's obviously, I've built a robot that can feed people and it just gets up there really gently and then it goes, twat, 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 and just that kind of stuff. YouTube just, is horrible for that stuff, right? It is such a time vandal. Because yeah. you can start oh. watching clip, I just wanted to see this the llamas thing. running around Arizona yep. and at the end of 3am, mm. you've just watched all of the outtakes of Harry Potter. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, you you look at things and, and you go, okay, this one goes for 40 minutes. I'll just watch a bit of it. Mm. And then you, you watch, watch the whole, the whole thing yeah. and there's something else on. Oh, Because once, yeah. once that closes, because, you know, if you like this, you'll yeah. probably like all of these and they are all very tempting. Like, it's just carrots. And yes. you go, oh, I'm going to click on this carrot. It's exactly where the Google machine wants it to work. Yeah, it's... Uh, it has my number, that's for sure. I know. The internet. It's got uh, all of our numbers because your only option me. is to go, well, I'm not doing it and I'm not going to not do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Not be part of the system. Like, yeah. they've got all that information and they're selling you advertising. How do we solve that? Well, you don't have to be involved. Oh, but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, they've just got it. I just have to hope that I don't piss off anyone oh. with power. That's right, my life yes. goal. <laughs> Because they can, you know, that's they. That's a good goal. That's a really they. good goal. I, yeah. Well, we, we can, I hope they don't piss off anyone with power. Of we Just can rest assured, be rest assured that uh, with the, the current laws that our government want to bring in, that they will be inundated with your choice of YouTube videos. Um, wow. And that, that so much metadata will be flooding their systems that they won't Where actually be able to watch anything. anything. Well, the but thing is, is I mean, you can't watch all of YouTube, is it? It's like... I mean, what is it? It's a, a decade a day goes up. Yeah, there, it's a huge amount of content it's is going up. What? Down. A decade a day? I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't I be surprised. I pulled that figure out of my They reckon ass, it's an hour a minute. I think. Yeah. An, an hour, hour a minute. Is onto it. 
an, an hour, hour and a minute. But how much is wow. on there now? It'd be a squadillions. It'd be it's all of the things. It'd be a century of viewing, wouldn't yes. it? Easily. When when there are people who sell themselves and pop, for example, on this season thirty of Survivor, which just started yep. last week, there is a person on it that he is a YouTube celebrity. That is his legitimate oh, job. Oh, there's a bunch of them. Right? People are yeah. making content, whatever it is, even if it's just rants to camera. Yep. And they have a million followers and subscribers or whatever, and they regularly get a million likes and those sorts of things. They're making income off that. Mm. It's there's just too much of all of the things, right? Not all of it's good. We know that. No, no, too much of any one thing is mm. not going to be good to, for anybody. Yeah. And YouTube is the, the the perfect example of that. Yeah. It's all quite depressing, really, isn't it? The podcast about television. Mulks TV Talk. The podcast. Now that Asia are at the door, I think it's excellent for <laughs> yeah. us to, to bring this sucker home. I wanted to uh, to open up a new segment that leans very heavily on things that you guys love. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've got a quiz. It's called Pick a Box of Potluck, where we're, I've got 13 questions. And it's you guys have to compete. I will tell you it is a shared opportunity. Yes. Okay. So because there's 13 questions, there should definitely be a winner. Yes. But looking at the fact I asked earlier, I have done some preparation, and I asked what your favourite TV shows were. Now, Chris, okay, yep. you said it was the original Twilight Zone series. I, I love it. Ah, I love the original. But probably for all the wrong reasons. I loved Good. it because, um, the, I, I mean, it's just the the time mm-hmm. that, that was done. I remember watching this uh, This lady was going, there's a monster out there with horns in his head and he's chasing me. This guy goes, well, that's fantastic. In the true sense of the word. Yes. Like, oh, right, fan- right, you know, yeah. That's, fan- that's stuff of fantasy. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's fantastic and it's, it's, it's awesome. It's like, what the... Oh, I guess that's where that yeah. comes from. Yes. That's interesting. It was mm. delightful. So we've got The Twilight Zone Twilight is Chris's... Zone. Yep. Speciality and Celia, you told us yep. that uh, Grim Tales with, with Rick Mayall yeah. and The Simpsons were two of your mm. favourites. Yep, Grim Tales. Give more. us the highlights. Uh, it was just Rick. It's my earliest memory of comedy. Mm-hmm. I wish I wanted Rick Mayall to be my dad. I'm so devastated that he is not with us anymore. Um, he he just told stories. It was on the ABC. There were short. It was like fractured fairy tales, mm-hmm. and he sat in a chair that was kind of alive, and he pulled a lot of faces, and he did a lot of voices, and I just adored it. And we used to get it from the video shop. But my recall, and it's probably not that great because I was very young. But Simpsons, we taped it. Watched there's a, there's a yes. certain couple of series that I reckon I know. Yep. Well, most of the words. Well, we have the benefit of the Simpsons. I think it's season twenty six this yeah. year. Right. It's it's been going for that long, longest running primetime animated series, all of those sorts of have things. You you watched it recently? Mm-hmm. Over, like, over the Flintstones, wasn't it? it yeah. beat the Flintstones, oh. which was, what, 10 About, years? I, I, no, they were 15-ish, I think. They were 15-ish, right. So it's long beyond them now, but it's certainly setting a big standard. Because I've watched it not, not maybe the most recently, but the newer ones mm-hmm. that I've seen, packed with jokes. Yeah, yeah. So many jokes, but it's so not family viewing anymore. No. Like when we watched it, was it six o'clock? It was a family yeah. thing, but you couldn't watch it. Someone was telling me they wanted to. Some their kid went, went put Simpsons on, like yeah, yeah and then you watched it. And went, the no. first joke in the Simpsons is the Simpsons sitting around playing it as a series, not the uh, Tracy Ullman show, sitting around playing Scrabble. All oh, right, and Bart lays out all his letters. Quidjibo, K W I J B O. That's not a word. Yeah, what is it, Bart? A dumb, balding North American ape. With no sense of humour. I'll give you any... You know, yeah. The whole board goes everywhere, blah, blah, blah. It was that kind of family fun, right? Oh, Nothing yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, he's going to beat his son up, whatever. Why are you... Yeah. No, but now it's like sex and fun, like it's full on. Mm. 
I, I, I still lucky. find it funny, but it's not something you could watch. I got to go to Table Read two <gasps> years ago, and oh, it was the best day of my life. I, seriously, I would sell both my children to do it again. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> I will take one. I was just going to say, I will buy the other. I mean that sincerely too. Um, it, it was an episode that is the second episode of season 26. So it's just aired in Australia. Yep. And I watched it holding the script, oh reading the gags, oh. and hearing the voices that I saw in person come out of people's heads. Wow. Oh, my God. It was so good. Where was that? Uh, in America, in LA. Okay. Um, I have luckily... Uh, formed a friendship with one of the writers right. um, of the show and he said hey when you're in town you should come to a table read yeah I'm and outside went, yes I'll yeah. do Hello. that yeah, absolutely <laughs> and it all arranged I had breakfast with him that morning he'd arranged the car park the guy, who's, who's the guy with the erection in the corner like, yeah. the <laughs> oh, look it was all sorts of wonderful because there was like the, the Starlight Foundation, you know, Make-A-Wish kid and his family were one part of the thing and there was yep. lots of people sitting around, yep. people sitting around a table. Yes. And uh, it was surreal and hilarious and over too quick and you couldn't take any photos. Was it funny? It was very funny. Oh, great. Uh, and because and they're, they're playing off the gags, the, the guy, yeah. the, the writer's you know, does all the narration and direction, reads that yeah. out for everybody. And he's furiously making notes and other people are making notes where the gags worked. And because all of the people who voice them now are so experienced yes. as the character, yes. they've all read the script at least once. Yes. They're hitting the notes. They're on, You talk about writing gags of people yes. delivering them well. They're, they're all they're, over that well, stuff. It's a job, isn't it? They're, they're just mm. so all over. And I got to and stand. And it's a career, like yeah. that one character. It's... um. I always, whenever I see, oh, this is a voice from Homer Simpson, mm. and he'll go, doll, and it never sounds like it to me, unless I, unless I see Homer saying it. Oh, right. I go, oh, he's not bad, but I know it's actually yeah, him, yeah. but it just doesn't. The saddest realisation for me early on as a fan of The Simpsons was Dan Castellaneta, who does do the voice of Homer and Grandpa and a whole bunch of characters, is an actor in, like, the Santa Claus 7 or something. He's, he's in a bunch of things right. as an actor. Mm. And you see him and you hear his voice. Occasionally you hear those inflections that are so clearly Homer's. And you go, that doesn't look right. Mm. There's yeah. no, I can't, something. Yeah. He's also done a lot of voice work. Do you remember Herman's head? Yes. yes. That was Nancy Cartwright. Nancy Cartwright. And... So what? She was in his head. Yeah, yeah. She was in it. She, she was, was one of the four things in his head. No, no. no. She was a s- Nancy Cartwright. Is Bart. It's the oh. girl that plays Lisa. Oh, oh the, yeah. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um. What's her name? What's her name? <sighs> I feel horrible now. No. And and also the other no. guy does mow and all that. Hank Azaria. Yeah, he was in it too, wasn't he? Oh God, yeah. It, wow. It was. Yes. Yes. I loved him and said I came yeah. out of that, and I didn't understand half the gags no. given my age, but I went. I'm. I'm just going to watch this. Yeah. Yardley Smith. Oh, good one, yeah. Yardley I was just trying to picture the actual credits. Like, but enough, my friends. Competition okay, quiz. time. Quiz time. Now, so can we, do we... Oh, you have to buzz in. Each? It's comp- competitive. But I have, okay. If he knows your question, you know his, uh, I want okay. you in on it. Okay. Okay. So, buzzers, people, are your names. Let's test those buzzers. Celia. Buzzers. Chris. Excellent. I can't Chris. even say words good now. Chris. This is quicker. Are we ready? Yes. yes. Are we set? Yes. Chris. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Questions that go in grim tales. What does Rick Mail wear in every episode? Celia. Oh, Chris. Celia. A dressing gown. Yes, and pajamas. As mentioned in the openings to season one of the Twilight Zone, where does the fifth dimension lie? Brand. 
The fifth Did dimension they? lie. It, it was so the opening titles say this: "There is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as an infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. Whoa. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call." The Twilight Zone. I, I can't believe I didn't know that. I can't believe you didn't know that either. <laughs> That's all right. It was originally going Particularly to be... Particularly that you've got that tattoo, that yes. whole thing on your chest. I didn't expect all of that. Just any one of those phrases <laughs> would have Right, done. right. Okay. And I'm happy to work with that. Okay. How many episodes total of Grim Tales were made? Celia, oh, I'm going to guess... There weren't that many. 25? Oh, so very close. I'm <gasps> going to guess 24. Oh, even closer. What, 23? Uh, Chris... Chris? 23. Oh, silly. You had 23. Oh, 22. 22. 22. Two seasons. Oh. Other, than the ho- oh. Other than the host, narrator and creator, who appeared in all five seasons of the original Twilight Zone? Celia. Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. Just want to get involved. I've never seen it. I don't know. I don't know who was in them. It's all right. A gentleman by the name of Robert McCord. Robert McCord. I would never... That's like totally fine. Yeah. He was I don't dude. know a lot about the show. I'm starting to think I put, probably shouldn't have said it's my favourite. That's okay. There'll be some but stuff that love it. You, should, you should pick up. Okay. It's all right. We're going strong. Score check so okay. far. Celia's winning. Okay. Name the character that died in the season opener of season 26 of The Simpsons. Bonus points for naming the two other characters. Sorry, for naming two other characters that have been killed off in the series. Chris. Chris. Okay. Uh... The people that have been killed off, we've mm-hmm. had Bleeding Gums Murphy. Yes, um, correct. We've had... Now, not retired uh, and not used, killed off. Um, yep. Um, Flanders, Marge, M- Maud Flanders. Correct. Oh, yeah, um, they're, the, they're the two extras that I can recall. Yeah. Two extras and someone else. I'm going to go with Krusty's father. Spot on. Three for wow. three. We are back in the game, Chris Waynehouse. Herschel Krustovsky was killed off in this season opener, season 26. Oh, okay. Okay. Much controversy because the seasons, uh, Simpsons writers sizzled it so much and said that it was going to be someone close to the Simpsons, an uh, important part of the family. Yes. And there was, was some suggestion it would be Ned and some suggestion that it was even going to be Mo. Right. Mm. It was not. They it can't was, kill Mo. Can you kill Mo? They can't kill Mo. No, they no. can't kill Mo. I've been called ugly, ugly, pug, fugly, but never <laughs> ugly, ugly. <laughs> so good. Who did Rod Serling, the creator of the Twilight Zone, want to read the narration in the opener, and who ended up doing it? I don't know. Chris, he would have. Uh, who's that guy who did all the scary movies? Um, Begins with an O. Yeah, awesome Wells. Yes. Awesome Wells. But he ended up getting, I don't know who he ended up getting, but it was... Um, himself. Oh, ah. himself. Okay, great. He picked the studios. I want Orson Welles to do it. Yep. They approached him. Orson said, I want this large list of things. And they went, no. Oh, I'll do it myself then. Yeah, yeah, that's what it came down to. Fair enough. What colour originally was Smithers? Oh, black. Chris, black. Correct. A blacky brown, brown. African-American brown. Yeah, yeah. African man. American. And they changed him. Why, do you know? Uh, they changed him because they didn't want to an African man to be basically a servant of Mr. Oh. Burns. Correct. They didn't want to see a, a character, Smithers, who was very subservient. Yes. Yeah. To be seen as uh, the um, old cotton-picking time. Yes. Wow. What is That's the name? 
of the first ever episode of The Twilight Zone? Celia, I'm going to guess it's like Enter the Twilight Zone. So very close. Into the Twilight Zone. No, there's no Twilight Zone in it. Enter um, the Void. Dumb out. Work on that theme. Unpack it for me. Um, oh, I don't... Is it Enter? Almost. Where is everybody? Oh, where is... I wasn't close at all. (laughs) (laughs) The Twilight Zone is full of a nothingness. Enter the dragon. Enter the the office works. Not about my anus. Where is everybody? Oh, okay. Mm. I don't have the synopsis. There was like 145 or two. There was a lot of episodes of the first series. And then there were unwritten ones, or written ones that didn't get made in that original yeah. series that were then made later yes. in one of the resurgent episodes. I learnt too much about the Twilight Zone <laughs> researching this. Right. True or false, one of Cletus's kids is Ice Ice Baby Spuckler. False. You didn't use your buzzer, Chris. Oh, Chris. False? I'm going to say false. Uh, correct. You are. It is false. Mm. However, of the 50 kids... That wow. Cletus and Brandine Spuckler have. They have names including Brittany, Jitney, Whitney, W, Incest, and Crystal Meth. Ah. <laughs> Which aspiring young singer was rejected after auditioning to appear on The Twilight Zone, with the producers being quoted as saying, I'll probably kick myself. She'll probably be a big star. Mm. Celia. Uh. Wa Madonna. <laughs> she would have been very, very young. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, was she young? Is, is there a, At that stage, absolutely. Like a child? No. Okay. Um, Judy Garland? Liza Minnelli. Liza Minnelli. Ooh. We were so close. Okay. I believe the spawn of, yes. if I've got my yes. math worked out right. How many points does Bart Simpson's hair have? Celia. Five. Incorrect. Four and a half. No. Fuck. And it's the same. Every time he's drawn. Seven. Nine. Nine. So close. Nine points. Nine points. Nine points. How many of the original Star Trek core cast appeared in the original Twilight Zone series? This is getting esoteric. Oh, how many of the... The original core Star Trek cast... Yep. ...appeared in the Twilight Zone? Obviously not in character, but as actors. Okay, um... I'm going to say, Chris, um, I'm going to say seven. I'm going to say, unfortunately, incorrect. Right. Only four. Okay. I could, sorry, Celia, I could tell you weren't interested no, at all. No, I don't. I, d- I don't. I was no. just guessing anyway. It's, William Shatner, William the late, Shatner. now unfortunately, Leonard Nimoy. That's a sad day. It's a, mm. it's a sad day for old Leonard. James Doohan and George Takai. No, what's okay. he doing? <laughs> just being gay on Twitter. <laughs> That's a wonderful surname. Doing. Doing. Sorry, I Takai. How's yes. he doing? How's he doing? Final question. It's all tied up. Great. And this is the crossover question. Okay. I didn't think it would fall this neatly into my lap. Which episode of The Twilight Zone was parodied in The Simpsons' first ever Treehouse of Horrors? Celia, I remember at the end he comes out and goes, and there's a Twilight Zone. Um, crap, 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 crap. Which so what what was which the episode of the Twilight Zone was parodied? Oh, Chris, Chris, it is uh, the one that stopped time. 
with the the magic watch. And that was later. That wasn't the first oh, that one. That wasn't later. Oh, okay. They it's did parody a number other, but the first one. Uh, Chris. Chris again. Um, it is the where his eyes fall out, and he's ready with all the books. He gets the glasses. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what's that one called? It's, it's not that. It's not that one? Celia, is it the evil hair one? <laughs> no, the evil hair one. No, it's not. I can tell you it, the Twilight episode was called To Serve Man. The oh, Simpsons oh, Celia, called was it. Was it the monkey paw one? No, it wasn't. Oh. It was uh, the aliens. Uh, You're very much down the right path now. Yeah, it's... Um, it starred uh, Kang and Kodos. Yes, uh, when they took them away to eat them. It was a Hungry are the damned. Hungry are the damned. To give you the synopsis for the Simpsons episode, because it is one of my favourite, the first ever Treehouse of Horrors. They're sitting up in the treehouse, Bart pulls the book out. I love the of Horrors. The Simpsons are in their backyard having a barbecue when they are abducted by extraterrestrial life forms, specifically Kang and Kodos. The aliens explain they are taking the Simpsons to their home planet on Rigel 4, a world of infinite delights for a feast. En route, they present the family with enormous amounts of food and watch eagerly as they gorge themselves, then check their weights, being particularly divided, delighted at Homer's mass. Suspicions of, suspicious of the aliens' intentions, Lisa sneaks into the kitchen and finds a book titled How to Cook Humans. She takes the book and shows it to the aliens, who explain to her that part of the title was obscured by space dust, which then they blow away to reveal the title to How to Cook for humans. Lisa, skeptical at this, blows off more space dust, revealing the title to be How to Cook 40 Humans. <laughs> the aliens blow off the last of the space dust, finally revealing the title How to Cook for 40 Humans. Enraged at Lisa's distrust, they return the Simpsons to Earth, explaining that Lisa ruined the family's chance at paradise on the aliens' home planet. That's right. They really and they're crying. Like you heard and you've heard his feelings. Yeah, you've like, heard oh, his feelings. But they're like I so slave. dripping. <laughs> so good. Yeah. So oh, they are so good. And, and one day you will build a stick with a nail in it <laughs> so big that it will destroy you all. <laughs> oh look, the early stuff of The Simpsons kills me. Oh, even I love, still today. I love it. I lo- look, I love animation. I just fucking love all animation. Mm. Family Guy, I'm getting all over Bob's Burgers at the moment. I love mm. them. There's some great, there's yeah. great animation stuff flying around, isn't there? Com- yeah. Comedically, yeah. Some of that stuff is very, very good. Congratulations, Chris Waynehouse. Thank you very on much fi- on, on well winning done. the first oh, I ever. Won. I won. Yeah. I Pick a box of potluck by Pick one point. Wow. I will point out. Nonetheless, very I'll good. I'll have to come Take back and get on the carrier of the champion. I know what that episode with all the winners. Mm-hmm. You won't be. On I that won't episode. be there. Yes, the carrion of champions where we'll have vultures just flying around. <laughs> it will be. There's a sweet pun. Mox TV Talk, the podcast. I would like to thank you both. Thank you. For being on Thanks. Mox TV Talk, Lots the podcast. Celia, yes. you're doing things. How I can am. people see, find, and listen to you? Uh, best to find me on Twitter, Celia Piccolo. I put most of my stuff up there. I'm going back to, I'm doing uh, my last year's festival show at yes. Melbourne Comedy Festival just on the weekends mm-hmm. because I can't do a new show. But I, if people didn't see it, then come. But it is the same show as last year. So is that because you're I'm really filming? worried? Maybe. Maybe? I'm. Busy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just am really paranoid that people will come going thinking it's a new show yes. and it's not. But I'm only doing that for like six nights. And then otherwise, that's it. 
Highly recommend following Celia on Twitter if you don't. And Geraldine Hickey. Yeah. For those moments when they decide to get their vine on. <laughs> oh, yeah. And deliver movie Anyone, and TV synopses. Oh, Act it out TV. in six seconds. Yeah, we do six second movie things. And we get progressively drunker. We start at like six o'clock. And we have some beers. and But you throw it out to people going, give, give us, us requests. Yeah. Yeah, right. This is what happened the first time. It was 6 p.m. And we, we, we were really proud of ourselves for having an early night. I'm like, oh, this would be fun. Let's throw this out. And then just got like 20 things. And it became like a real challenge to do it for people straight away. And then we just kept drinking beer. And it ends up being like eight hours worth of... Oh, and I'm it's gonna, such I'm a great... i one, Vine. I love Vine. Oh, yeah. It's I'm... such a great format for that because it's snappy, right? You, you guys yes. have to achieve yeah. telling the story in its nutshell in six seconds. Yeah. And there's no pressure on it because people know we just got asked to do that. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like... Right. If it's not great, it's like, yeah, well, we just thought of it. We just do <laughs> it at yeah. home with like props that we have here, people. Yeah. Yeah. Very it's good. I anyway. do animation with Lego. Oh, oh do you? Jess has just started doing that as well. Yeah. Is there some? Uh, yeah, oh, cool. Yeah, it's um, on Vine. It's uh, yes. do, like uh, like mostly like it's a uh, space invader thing comes passing like like it's a space uh, invader thing. Mm-hmm. So I just sit there all night, just going <gasps> moving at one forward, to take a photo. <laughs> So that's uh, that's a lot of fun. That's my vine. Yeah. My vines take forever. Yeah. Like I just sit there all night doing one vine, <laughs> and sometimes it's me dragging my bum along the carpet, and it looks like I'm, <laughs> looks like I'm gliding. Amazing. <laughs> but uh, in an infinite loop, so that when it just replays. Oh God, yeah. I love doing the infinite loops. Mm. Yeah, I like getting that sort of stuff. Um, uh, yeah. So that's. Uh, that's, that's what I that's do. That's your vine life. Myself. What about your show life? My show. Um, I'm wrapping it up uh, tomorrow. So. Uh, and then I'm writing my new show, Chris Waynehouse at the Internet. Excellent. And it's going to be stuff about the Internet. You, I don't know where you'll get material from. That's the thing. I can just really talk about anything, isn't it? But I'm, I've been getting into the Internet. I mm. love the fact. It's like, it's really like an old abandoned grandmother at a nursing home. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what you... It just takes everything mm. you fucking hand it and just hoards it away. Yep. So I love that. I love the fact that you can do, be anything. Yeah, on the internet you are at Chris Waynehouse. I I am at Chris Waynehouse or at Twitter. At yes, rank or rank. I wish I could remember your Fanctimus. I used to be rank Fanctimus. That was back in my MySpace days. So I started oh, my wow. and I was rank Fanctimus, and because it was so secret, mm. I um started reviewing other comics and just handing it to them. That wasn't you, was it? You didn't write the list, did you? The list? The list? list? Have you not heard about the list? Oh, you're not from Melbourne. Um, The list was a scandal years ago in the comedy world that someone put out a list. heard about this, yes. Anonymously reviewing all of the comedians on the scene. Oh, right, no. Brutally. And no one knows. Oh, right, no. Who wrote um, the list? It all came out with me, but, but they were... They were. It was basically roasting, roasting the right. shit out of everyone. And they were, they were hilarious. Yes. but uh, they were pretty. Not pretty unlike bad. your um, your review of Nick Cody that I saw him post. Right. Yes. Uh, on Twitter yeah, and much. Facebook recently. Yes. What? Can you tell me so what it is? I've been, I've, been, I've been sending him notes under his door. Oh, I saw that. Oh, yeah, that was really funny. Sorry, yeah. everyone listening. We can't, you, you were leaving him lewd, lewd <laughs> messages <laughs> in his dressing room. Just go and follow Nick Cody on Facebook. Yeah, You'll he put it here. <laughs> it's there. Great. So back to Sydney, uh, doing a bit of writing, and uh, back here in two weeks for the Gold Coast. Doing Excellent. the Art Centre, so that'll be fun. Well, this is wonderful. Look, it's a great time in Australia from a comedy perspective. Festivals are on Adelaide, Brisbane, yes. and it's all peaking for Melbourne in the near future. Uh, it's going to be huge. Guys, thank you so much for your time. 
Pleasure. Wonderful to have you on the pod. I am Steve Mock at Mock TV Talk on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, any of the internet things. Please do feedback uh, to me on the Twitters or even on iTunes, but be nice. Um, I want to hear what you think of the new format because, hey, it can change people. That said, I'm not changing it for nobody. Uh, <laughs> watch television. I do. You should. It's awesome. Good night. Good night. Bye.